Messiah, the oratorio written by George Friedrich Handel, has become one of the most well-beloved and most popular pieces in every choir's repertoire. The Susquehanna Valley Chorale, under the direction of William Payne, will be presenting Handel's Messiah at the Zion Lutheran Church in Sunbury on Saturday, October the 21st and Sunday, October the 22nd. Handel's Messiah has been a popular performance piece since the first performance. And true to the nature of this magical, some would say mystical piece, there are many apocryphal tales surrounding the first few performances. We do know that the music for Messiah was completed in 24 days of swift composition. Having received the text for the piece sometime in July 1741, Handel began work on it on the 22nd of August. His records show that he completed part one by the 28th of August, part two by the 6th of September, part three by the 12th of September, followed by two days of filling up to produce the finished work on the 14th of September. The original manuscript for Messiah shows signs of haste such as blots, scratchings out, unfilled bars, and other uncorrected errors. At the end of his manuscript, Handel wrote the letters S.D.G. Soli Deo Gloria. To God alone the glory. This inscription, taken with the speed of composition, has encouraged the belief in the story that Handel wrote the music in a fervor of divine inspiration in which, as he wrote the Hallelujah Chorus, he saw all heaven before him. The first performance of Messiah was not in London, as you might expect, but in Dublin. In early March, Handel began discussions with the appropriate committees for a charity concert to be given in April. This performance was to benefit three charities, the Mercer's Hospital, Prisoner's Debt Relief, and the Charitable Infirmary. The most well-known soloist for the early performances was Susanna Sibber. Susanna was a theatrical star of her day, a celebrated English singer and actress, the sister of composer Thomas Arne. When Susanna died, both Covent Garden and Drury Lane closed their doors as a tribute to one of their finest performers. Sibber was an immensely popular singer, but in true diva-like fashion, Susanna was embroiled in scandal, involved in a shocking divorce that was the talk of the country. So audiences were both thrilled and slightly scandalized that she was to sing Messiah. But on the night of the premiere, her singing was triumphant. A Dublin clergyman, Reverend Delaney, was so overcome by Susanna Sibber's rendering of He Was Despised that it is said that he leapt to his feet and cried, Woman, for this be all thy sins forgiven thee. 700 people attended the premiere of Messiah. The crowd was so large that gentlemen were requested to remove their swords and ladies were asked not to wear their pannier hoops in their dresses in order that the largest possible audience could be admitted to the concert. 
Probably the most intriguing story, though, comes from the first performance held in London, which was attended by King George II. As the first notes of the triumphant Hallelujah Chorus rang out, the king rose to his feet and remained standing until the end of the chorus. Of course, royal protocol dictates that when the monarch stands, everyone in his presence is also required to stand. So the entire audience got to their feet. The exact reason why King George II stood at that point is lost to history. Some say that he rose in tribute to the composer. Some say the king was so moved by the performance that he felt he had to stand. But one of the most popular tales is that the king rose as a sign of respect to the Lord of Lords, acknowledging that even though he was the King of England, George II was subject to the King of Kings. Thus a tradition began that has lasted until this day. When the Hallelujah Chorus begins, everybody stands. We will have the opportunity to stand out of respect this upcoming weekend when the Susquehanna Valley Chorale are to present Handel's Messiah at the Zion Lutheran Church in Sunbury on Saturday, October the 21st at 7.30 p.m. and Sunday, October the 22nd at 3 p.m. William Payne, music director of the Susquehanna Valley Chorale, came into the WVIA studio in Lewisburg to tell us more about what we can expect to experience at this upcoming performance. I asked Bill Payne first, why program Handel's Messiah? Why do we sing Brahms' Requiem? Why do we sing Mozart's Vespers? Why do we sing Beethoven's Ninth? Because it is such amazing music. These were geniuses. And I can't tell you how many times I have conducted either the entire Messiah or portions of it. And every time I study my score, I find new things. And that's the mark of a genius who is composing. So we sing it because people need to hear it. And I have eight scholarship students from Bucknell and Susquehanna University who love singing in the chorale. They've never sung Messiah other than Hallelujah Chorus. That age group is learning this amazing masterpiece. I remember the first time I saw a live performance of the Messiah. I was 10, and it has stuck with me. It was Canterbury mm-hmm. Cathedral. And I'd like to ask you, can you remember the first time you conducted the Messiah, and mm-hmm. did it stick with you the way that, for many of us, the very first time we heard the Messiah sticks with us? Exactly. Yes, it did. I questioned why people want to go to Messiah sing-ins because it's not an easy piece of music. And I said to the chorale one night at rehearsal, I said, you know, people think they know the music. Singers that haven't really sung it think, oh, well, I, I can sing For Unto Us a Child is Born. Or, you know, and they know the first four measures, and then it's not there. So, yeah. It stuck with me, and it has stuck with me through the ages. And the last time the chorale did it was in 2009. So it was time to do it again. When was the first time you conducted? I think it was in Morristown, New Jersey, at the Presbyterian Church on the Green. And 
the church seats about a thousand people, and it was packed. Everybody, once they know the Messiah, once they get past the Hallelujah chorus, right, and once they get to know the Messiah and have seen wonderful performances, everybody has, I think, some piece of the oratorio sticks with them that moves them. Of course, very definitely happens. Of course, as you know, the Messiah has three parts, Christmas and then the Easter portion, which is in two parts. And there are some incredibly poignant moments. The chorus, since by man came death, which is hushed. And then by man came also the resurrection of the dead, is full orchestra and choir and blows the roof off. And then it goes back to being soft again. And so these contrasts stick with you. Yes, definitely. Obviously, the Christmas portion is the portion that most people know the best. And I'm calling it a full performance, but like most of my colleagues, you make cuts because otherwise the performance is over two hours long. And I've been to performances where they actually, you went out to dinner and then came back for the second half, kind of like the passion play in Omar Ambergo. That must be very difficult, or is it fairly easy knowing which bits can be cut out safely? Mm. Or is it something you have to scratch your head over? I scratch my head over it a bit. I had a request from one of my sopranos asking that we do the Thanks Be to God, which is a movement that's rarely done. And I said, sure, I'll put it in there for you. And so I got it in there. There are cuts that, depending on the soloists and what they're capable of and what they would like to sing, you know, I asked them, which ones do you really like to sing? Because I'm going to cut some of the arias. It's interesting because Handel was in a period where there was a lot of opera going on in London but there was all kinds of bickering and it was not a good time and when he was commissioned to do Messiah it was going to be sung during Lent for the first time and they didn't want an opera and he said well we can do a piece of music where they don't have to wear costumes there's no sets there's no actors it's just the music and so there you have it and there is so much drama in the music you don't have to have sets or anything. One thing that I am doing, and all of my soloists agreed to this, they're going to sing from different stations in the nave. So when the soprano sings, and the angel said unto thee, fear not, she's going to be in the balcony. And then the choir comes in with glory to God, and she'll be up in the heavens. I'm just looking forward to it. My tenor, David Steinow, is going to start Comfort Ye in the middle of the aisle. And sing to the audience, comfort ye my people. And then he'll walk toward where I'm conducting and do every valley. So I've got him all over the place. Amanda, who's singing the (laughs) mezzo solos, does, of course, all thou that tell us good tidings to Zion. I'm going to have a platform in the middle of the choir because they stand and sing the rest of all thou that tell us. I wanted all of my soloists to be connected with a university or college and particularly in this area. So Emily Martin is my soprano. Emily Martin teaches voice at Bucknell. Amanda Stante is our mezzo-alto soloist. She's new at Susquehanna University, and I've heard just wonderful things about her. David Steinow is our tenor, and he teaches at Susquehanna. And then Tim Lefevre has sung for me maybe three other times during my time as conductor of the crowd. And he comes from Oberlin Conservatory and has taught there for a number of years. Wonderful bass baritone. 
we have nearly 80 voices singing it. And I told them last night at rehearsal, I said, you know, Handel only had 45 singers for his premiere, which allowed for a very light sound. But I said, we are a chorale of 80 voices. We can make this our piece in our own way. And th there are so many wonderful recordings of Messiah done supposedly the way it w had been done. And we don't know for sure, but by going back and doing research, you can find all kinds of information about ornamentation and articulation. And I am doing some interesting articulations with the choir, but I'm also, I don't want them to hold back. I mean, people want to hear Hallelujah Chorus with that full sound. We yeah. can do it, and Handel would have, I know he would have liked it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure he would. He would have yeah. loved it. Because I see my singers' faces when they're singing this music, and they're into it, totally. One thing that I would like everyone to know is that Messiah was actually the first masterpiece that the Susquehanna Valley Chorale sang over 50 years ago. And so there's another reason to sing it often. Because of that, we decided we wanted to show our appreciation to those who support us. And so the Saturday, October 21st performance is a pay-what-you-decide performance. You can come and put a penny in the bucket and hear Messiah. Or you can give a hundred bucks, you know. But it's really an appreciation of 50-plus years of support. So we're hoping people will take advantage of that. And they might put a little bit in at the beginning and then after the performance, we're hoping that they're so inspired that they'll Don't put a little, put bit, a little more. bit more in the pot. The Sunday, October 22nd performance, that's at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, and that will be a, a regular performance. And these are going to be at Zion Lutheran Church? They're at Zion, one of my most favorite venues. Oh, you love that venue, don't you? I do. You? I really do. It's beautiful. Is it because of the acoustics? Mm -hmm. And the beauty and the high vaulted ceilings. It's just perfect for choral orchestral music. And we can hear each other, and it's just wonderful. And that's why I can be a little brave and have the soloists always away from the orchestra once in a while. William Payne, director of the Susquehanna Valley Chorale, speaking about their upcoming performance of Handel's Messiah. The Susquehanna Valley Chorale will be bringing us Handel's Messiah on Saturday, October the 21st at 7.30 p.m. This performance will be a pay-what-you-decide in appreciation of 50-plus years of support. And then Sunday, October the 22nd at 3 p.m., which will be a regularly ticketed performance. Tickets can be found easily at svcmusic.org and at the door. Both performances will be in the Zion Lutheran Church in Sunbury. svcmusic.org is their website. Many thanks to Bill Payne of the Susquehanna Valley Chorale. And many thanks to you, WVIA's Fiona Powell.